Hello there, welcome to Let's Get Sexy, the podcast where I read an erotic story and you listen to it. We are reading the final chapter of Lesbian Slave Island, and we're on the final part of that chapter, because I'm going to squeeze pages three and four into one episode, because page four isn't too long, it's not a full page, so it didn't feel like it warranted its own episode of the podcast. So that means that we are going to get to the comments at the end, and also that we will be taking a break from Lesbian Slave Island and reading some other stories. Maybe I'll do a few short ones, one episode, one story type things, before we get into our next big story. Obviously there could be more episodes related to Lesbian Slave Island in the future. I know that Fit and Trim, the author, is working on more chapters, and I think I've mentioned already that they're working on an official publication, which I still don't have any more details on, but as soon as I get them, I'll update uh, with details on where you can find the full publication when that's announced, released, available. As always, I don't know what's going to happen in this last part of the chapter. I don't know how it's going to wrap up. So you're getting my first reaction to this story straight after reading it. I think it is worth doing a little recap of what happened in the last part of this chapter. I won't go right back to the beginning of the chapter, and I'll do a pretty brief recap, I think. But essentially, Lisa is out and about with Gloria and Sasser. This is supposed to be Gloria's one-on-one time, but Sasser sort of involved herself and come along to, I guess, help to give her a bit of instruction. Because if you remember, Gloria's not entirely naive, but she is a little bit inexperienced and quite shy. So Sasa's there to make sure she doesn't go too easy on Lisa. The big reveal last time was that Gloria has actually had a bit of a crush on Sasa for a few years. There's a long-standing attraction between them, particularly from Gloria's side. And they shared a bit of a loving kiss, even a bit of Frenching, if I remember correctly. The three of them are situated in the midst of a meadow and they're currently engaged in a bit of horsey play with Lisa all harnessed up and doing a bit of high kneed prancing around the long grass and it seems like this is in preparation for a kind of performance or show which is going to be put on. We haven't got into the specifics of that but I'm assuming it's going to happen by the end of this chapter. So Lisa's been practicing hard, and now they're taking a little bit of a break so that she can get her breath back, have a little drink of water, and we've ended the chapter with Sasa recommending to Gloria that she start imprinting with alternating pleasure and pain. So I think that's pretty much uh, everything you need to know to remind you where we were and set you up for the final part of this chapter. So without any further ado... I am going to read you the final part of Chapter 18 of Lesbian Slave Island. I indicated I needed to pee. Sasser and Gloria smiled at each other. Gloria told me that reminded them of another item in their plan. I found myself smiling at Gloria. What a deviant sub I was. Gloria said she hoped this wouldn't be a negative in printing, but I must pee into a large bowl and drink some of it. Gloria asked me to share my feelings about that. Mistress, it adds to your conquest of me to show you utterly control me. It's an opportunity for me to submit utterly and show my slavish obedience and love. 
If only it were your pea, I could also worship you more. Wow, gasps Gloria. I was worried you'd be turned off. It is awful, but the symbolism is erotic, a way to utterly submit, a way for you to show you actually own me as property, I said. Gloria nodded. I kept knees very wide over the porcelain bowl. It appeared designed for the purpose, and one that farms without running water might have. Maybe it's an antique. Acutely aware of their stares, I peed. It seemed a long time because of their attention. Sasa handed Gloria a plastic cup, which she used to scoop. I knelt on the grass, knees wide, subserviently, arms still tightly bound behind, butt plugs still filling my anus. I lovingly gazed into Gloria's eyes as she brought the cup to my lips. She was careful to tilt the cup gently, though that gentleness prolonged the humiliating ritual. Oh, it was awful, but I loved it. My sex tingled. I was delighted Gloria would do that to me. Before we undo the arm bindings, let's see whether the slave can drink from the bowl without her arms to help her balance, smiled the wicked Sasser. If I weren't in superb physical shape, I couldn't have done it, or not as well, but I managed it with careful placement of my knees and leveraging my core muscles. I feared plunging my face into the bowl, but succeeded in lapping some up, though my nose and chin became wet. Sasa pulled me up, holding the arm ties. She undid them, and I thanked her as I rubbed my freed arms. Gloria drank some water, brought her face close to mine, and poured water from her mouth to rinse my face. Next, she was watering me from her mouth. Water got onto my shoulders and chest, which was nice after sweating. They both dried me off, and lathered me with sunscreen and applied insect repellent. The insects were starting to appear. Sasser announced it was time for the first main imprinting exercise. She handed Gloria a bunch of clips. Gloria's eyes sparkled as I knelt subservient, knees wide, back arched, chest out, hands behind my back. Okay, I admit I'm going to love this, and you want me to show I can do this, so I have no reason to hold back. Gloria said it with certainty, for her eyes revealed she was still asking me. Yes, mistress, your slave expects pain and understands this is hard slave training. Your slave begs to be shown she is in your power. Take your pleasure from my pain. My screams and cries are gifts to you, and only arouse your slave more, I said. Gloria repeated her customary, wow, several times. Oh, you get me so wet, slave, she said. Sasa rubbed one of my nipples, before Gloria confidently clasped a tight metal clip onto it. Ooh, that did hurt. I winced and bared my teeth, but did not make a sound. The same for my other nipple. Sasser handed Gloria plastic clips that appeared would have a milder grip than the metal ones. Those are for the labia, she explained. I widened my knees further and thrust my hips up to make it easier for Gloria. Gloria bent close and held my left labia out. Say wet, she said softly. I inhaled sharply when the first clip closed. Soon, four plastic clips were held tightly to my labia, two for each side. My nipples really hurt, but the pain was transforming into a full ache over time. Gloria played with my labia and occasionally touched my clit. I moaned softly. Gloria locked my wrists together again behind my back. While there, she caressed my glutes again. My derriere seemed to be a favourite part for her. Sasa kept reminding Gloria to be hard in applying pain and alternating with pleasure. 
whenever Gloria's hand became wet with my juices, she'd have me clean them with my mouth. I stood so Gloria could flog me. A spreader bar kept my legs wide for more serious flogging up into my loins. As the flogger became wet with my sex juices, it made a different sound when it landed, and hurt more. Gloria started to use a dildo for the pleasure part. She enjoyed making me suck my juices off it. After Sasser was sure Gloria would not be too soft on me, she said it was time for her to go, and leave us alone for three hours. We both noticed her expression had turned sad. In fact, she seemed forlorn. Gloria comforted her. I'll miss you, and you'll be back soon enough, she said. I broke position to kneel and kiss her feet. We love you, added Gloria. I nodded vigorously. Sasa smiled, but something was still wrong. Silly me, she said. It's only three hours. Thank you for everything, Sasa, said Gloria, as she stepped close. I'll help you feel better when you return. Gloria smiled mischievously, and put her arms around her, planting a kiss deep on her lips. With a nervous voice, Gloria told Sasa she always admired her, but thought they'd never be real friends, because of their economic differences. Sasa's eyes widened. No, never! I don't want money to put a distance between us. Ever. Just think of our money as buying us all some freedom, she said. They looked at me, the slave. Ironically, freedom for Lisa is to be the love slave she dreamed of being, said Sasa, with a smile at me. Well, I'm glad that topic was brought up, as well as love. It's been a deep morning, but let's keep it going when I get back. In the meantime, you two go at it. No inhibitions. At that, Sasa abruptly strode off, wiping her eyes, leaving us to look at one another. May your slave speak? I asked humbly. Gloria nodded. Sasa, that is my owner Sasa, will be okay. It's wonderful, actually, that she cares so much. Yes, it is. Maybe we'll even become a thruple, said Gloria. What? I said. A three-way marriage, she explained. I smiled, and my pussy tingled, imagining these two dominating me for life. Romantic idea, mistress, I smiled. You and I met only the other day, but when you know, you know, they say. But of course, we don't know yet, I think. How can we? But one thing is for sure. I have amazing feelings for you, and an incredible amount of lust. I can't believe I have you to myself for three whole hours. Gloria's pretty face glowed with happiness. I bowed my head and said, I am yours, mistress. Gloria dropped to her knees to take my face in her hands and deeply French kiss me. Oh, Lisa, I mean, slave, you are so cute. Gloria returned to thrusting her tongue into my mouth and then kissing and nibbling my face, neck and shoulders. It felt wonderful. Beautiful Gloria was crazy about me. After caressing my breasts and thighs, Gloria eventually stopped and stood. Time for training, as you said, to make you feel totally owned by me. I bowed again. Take me, mistress. I am your property. This will also train me. I'll know I am your mistress, and learn some of the many, many things I can do with you, said Gloria. My juices were flowing. Gloria set an alarm. For the next thirty minutes, Gloria was relentless. It was almost all erotic discipline, very little pleasure stimulation during that half hour. As she made me wince and yelp, several times she talked about how she was giving me what I needed and wanted to prove to me that she was a tough enough dom. I actually encouraged her, despite my fears of too much pain. I even told her not to be afraid to make me cry. I can't believe I said that. It was in my high state of arousal 
really dripping those juices, as well as my attraction to Gloria. Perhaps because of my saying that, she did succeed in making me cry briefly. To her credit, she did not let up because of my crying. I didn't use my safe squeal, so she continued. I was proud of her. She had cuffed me with arms overhead to a huge tree branch. Only one of my feet could touch the ground, so there was tension on at least one arm, and sometimes both, when I would raise my legs as a reaction to the whip. The tailed butt plug was still in me, and the clips on my nipples and labia. My whole body was exposed, vulnerable to the whip and floggers she used. Gloria was not only whipping me, she was also edging me, with her fingers and a dildo, frequently bringing me so very close to orgasm, but skillfully denying me every time. Well, I was also trying to avoid orgasm, because I had been forbidden it, but that didn't mean I wasn't frustrated. Edging is bliss, but it's also difficult to handle emotionally. Liquid poured down my legs, revealing just how highly aroused I was. Some of the whip landings were very painful. My crying was due to a moment of orgasmic frustration, combined with a surprise hard whip landing on my nipple. The landing had vibrated the nipple clip. Gloria paused until I stopped crying, but she did not console me, did not say anything. Then she continued for at least another fifteen minutes of making me whimper, yelp and writhe. At the conclusion of that session, she approached me for what I thought would be another round of edging, but instead she provided some tenderness. Caressing my hair and then gently kissing me on the lips, she told me how much she loved this. I expressed my happiness about that. It was also wonderful because I knew that if my fantasies were to continue, it's crucial for her to enjoy it. I feel guilty that I'm loving doing this to you, and I want to do much more to you, said Gloria. I shook my head. No, mistress, you're very good at this. You mustn't think that. You're giving so much to me. I cannot fully express my gratitude. Gloria appealed puzzled, but happy. You're what they call a pain slut, then, she asked. I don't know about that, but your slave craves this, I replied. Gloria paused, then spoke in her calm way. I don't know what to call it either. All I know is that this is incredibly hot. I smiled and moaned as she caressed my sides and breasts. She rested her hand on the clamped nipple that had caught the whip. I'm admiring the whip marks on your, on my slave's body, she said. Yes, I am your slave, mistress. This is your body to enjoy. Your slave is very happy for you to admire your handiwork. Our eyes met again. Your slave is honoured to wear your marks, I said. Oh, slave, that is so hot, said Gloria. Gloria kissed me for a good long time, her hands wandering my helplessly exposed skin. She fingered me and brought the juice-soaked fingers to my mouth again several times. Then she fingered me and brought my juice to her mouth, to my delight. After that, she fingered herself and tasted herself, and then she had me taste her juices. She enjoyed edging me for a while then, making me twist and writhe and building me up, only to repeatedly withdraw, leaving me panting, moaning and gushing more juices. I begged her for just one orgasm. No one would know. Oh, bad slave, such a bad slave, she teased grinning with those perfect teeth. I'm going to get more of the equipment to discipline you for that. I begged forgiveness, weakly because I wanted to be disciplined. I noticed how slick my legs were from the sex juices, and looking down at my helpless nudity only aroused me more, inducing more juicing. The first item Gloria brought was an inflatable gag. 
I felt controlled and humiliated as she pushed it into my open mouth and slowly pumped it larger. We looked directly into one another's eyes as my cheeks bulged. I mewed in humiliation as I saw the enjoyment in her eyes and face. I thought, she's really enjoying her power over me. Good. I could feel a wave of bliss in my groin from the erotic humiliation of having my mouth filled and cheeks bulging out while she smiled in enjoyment. I was in her power and I turned her on, and that turned me on. She undid the nipple and labia clips. My groans were loud despite the gag. I writhed. That was very painful as the blood rushed back. As her hands explored my body, she told me that she would start whipping me again, but not to worry. She would be super careful not to permanently harm such a hot little body. But she did want to make me wince and dance, and maybe even cry again. I nodded and tried to speak, but only muffled sounds came out. She smiled and wanted to hear her slave's thoughts, and deflated the gag, pulling it out along with a stream of saliva. Mistress, your words arouse me, I gasped, and then I whispered, and may your slave humbly and respectfully say she is proud of being owned by one who would say such words. Gloria paused at that, smiling at me. You may, slave. That's okay to tell me, as you feel your need. Tell me of what you're feeling. I'm fascinated. Gloria continued. You did just say I owned you. Sadly, not yet. But I hope to be an owner tonight. Yours and my performance tonight will help make that happen. You will try hard, slave? she asked. Oh yes, mistress. I would do anything for you, I admitted, and then blushed and looked down. She paused. Lifting my chin, she watched my expression as she asked, Anything? Yes, mistress, I said. You sound as if you would do more than you are already required to, beyond context limits. You even sound as if you've fallen in love with me, said Gloria. Yes, mistress, perhaps it's a deep crush so far, since we only recently met. But I am feeling that way, I said. You've already said something like that. I believe you. This is wonderful, my little love slave. She kissed me tenderly. Did you fall for me when I whipped you just now? said Gloria. Yes, mistress. My love or passion for you deepened. Do you love all your owners and mistresses? she asked. Right now I can only think of you. I'm obsessed with you now. You are all, I said. Gloria smiled coyly. Because I have total power over you right now. I didn't hesitate. That's only part of it, mistress. But yes, that's a factor. I can only think now that you are so beautiful, and I want to be with you, and be totally owned and controlled and dominated and taken care of by you. My hips thrust in desire. I licked my lips. Gloria grinned. I bet you say that to all your mistresses. I wasn't sure how to respond. I was truly feeling that for her, but I also felt love and lust for the others, each of a slightly different quality. Still grinning, Gloria told me she is so absolutely loving dominating me, and didn't think she could ever get enough. You are so adorable, and your face and body really attract me, and this BDSM stuff is even hotter in real life than online, at least with you. I beamed, my heart skipping a beat. Another beautiful and nice female to dom me, and more of my dream come true. I told Gloria that I have a sense that she understands my fantasies and needs well, and that I am extremely attracted to her. To be alone with her was a rush. Gloria smiled and remarked that I was blushing. I replied, It's good I told you what I'm feeling, because that's in the deal. Gloria said she'll be honest and open also. She was feeling attraction, lust, and a newfound bliss in having me to herself. 
to revel in my naked sensuousness, and to provoke intense emotions out of me. Gloria put her arms around my naked and sweating torso to deeply and lovingly kiss me. She paused to walk behind me, and softly said, Back to position. Kneeling, she squeezed and caressed my buttocks. She ordered me to flex and unflex them. Oh, slave, I don't think I can ever get enough of this perfection. She kissed my buttocks all over several times, taking her time. Her love of my derriere did not spare them from being whipped. With sparkling lust in her eyes, she had me hanging from the big branch again. Gloria enjoyed playing with my mind, sometimes appearing as if she were about to lash, and other times lashing suddenly to catch me by surprise. She loved to get me to react vocally, and surprising me worked best. She had me panting, sweating, streaming need juices, whimpering, begging, yelping as much as I could through the gag. And yes, earlier she had me crying. Gloria told me she and Sasser had talked about all my emotions, how wonderful to draw them out of me. Sasser had confessed that my emotions while under erotic torture were a powerful aphrodisiac to her. This has got to be a factor in her falling in love with you, said Gloria, as she caressed my face. Sasser's not the only one who loves seeing your emotions, slave. I smiled again, looking into her beautiful eyes. She continued, I admit that when you cried I was concerned, but you stopped crying quickly and seemed okay, so I kept going. Yes, mistress, that was fine. I, I, your slave, apologises for sounding like I approve or disapprove, I said. Gloria grinned, kissed me, and replied. Oh, I do want to know what's in your mind and heart, she said. And by contract and promise, I must tell all. Gloria was still grinning, her eyes warm. Just like the BDSM articles say, BDSM is a way for people to be open, transparent. No games, observed Gloria. Yes, mistress, I will share everything in my mind and heart to you, and to your mother and the sisters, and to Stefania, when and as you wish. Wow, said Gloria. I almost told her that's clearly her favourite word, but stopped. You were going to say something, she asked. Yes, mistress, I said. Gloria commanded me to go ahead, whatever it was. I told her she used the word wow about ten times so far today. Gloria laughed sweetly. It's been a morning of wows, that's for sure, she said, and kissed me again. Then she freed me from the branch, whereupon I grovelled, thanking her for my discipline, kissing and licking her feet. She collared and leashed me, helped me put knee pads on, and led me around the meadow. I was like a pet, though personally I hoped she wasn't into pet play, at least not all the time. Thankfully, she didn't ask me to bark or wag or meow. Good slave, that was hot, she praised me, when we were back on the shaded blanket. You looked so scrumptious and sensuous crawling. Good girl, so obedient. Thank you, mistress. I want to be obedient, absolutely obedient for you. I kissed her toes. Stay on all fours, she said. Gloria went behind me and played with my derriere. After a while, she eased the butt plug out and set it aside on the grass. She got another item, an inflatable butt plug, with a long leash. It went in relatively easily, and under Gloria's control, began to expand. Gloria ordered me to tell her how it felt as it expanded. I complied, letting her know both the physical and emotional sensations. Physically, of course, it was filling me, to the point of discomfort, at which she stopped inflating but only temporarily. Emotionally, I felt more her slave property, 
helpless to her power and imagination. We smiled conspiratorially into one another's eyes at this. She held her hand out for me to lick subserviently. She inflated it more. My eyes closed in concentration, holding still. A little more. I was holding my breath, my body rigid, but realised I'd best relax. Gloria told me to breathe like a meditator. I've been reading BDSM articles and looking through websites every time I'm alone, smiled Gloria. I'm learning a lot more, and there's so much stuff that makes me wet. So many things I want to do to you, she said. I moaned in ecstasy over that last sentence. Yes, mistress, do it all to me. Your slave submits utterly. This is your slave property to enjoy. I looked up in rapture. Gloria rubbed my hair and kissed me, and then she inflated the butt plug more. Off, I groaned. Lunchtime, she announced, as she got out the picnic basket and laid out a nice plate, silver and napkin for herself. I'll be hand-feeding you, she beamed at me. First some salad. For me, handfuls of lettuce crammed into my mouth. No salad dressing. I love my view as I dine, she smiled, looking at my breasts in particular. They were of course below me, because my torso was horizontal, on my knees, with my arms straight holding me up. She mostly finished eating herself, with lots of smiles at me, before I was fed more. I enjoyed that Gloria also admired my shapely and fit shoulders and arms. She hand-fed me more, and then my lunch was interrupted, as she had me sit up and put my arms behind. It took her a while to tie my wrists together, and then elbows together. It was a process to get my elbows tightly together. She adored her handiwork, from behind and front, from where my thrust-out chest drew her focused attention. How lovely, she grinned, as she caressed my breasts lovingly. After playing with my nipples a bit, she exclaimed, Oh, my slave needs some nutrition. She enjoyed hand-feeding me lettuce, carrots, and then tomatoes, one of which dripped onto my upturned breasts. I'll clean that up, she smiled. To my delight, she kissed and sucked my breasts clean. Gloria became hot and bothered sucking my nipples with greater and greater passion. Oh, slave, I can't hold off any longer, she said. Gloria stripped naked, and wow, she was gorgeous all over. She had me worship her breasts, and I loved it when I flicked my tongue across her nipples. She opened her legs and helped me fall safely forward. Soon my lips and tongue were blissfully hard at work, first kissing her inner thighs and the area around her labia. She pushed my head in a little, and I made mouth-love to her wet labia. Then, plunging my tongue inside her hot and soaked tunnel, and flicking her clitoris, I drove her to loud moans and cries of bliss. It wasn't long before my mouth was flooded with her liquids, pleasant to my taste, and she held my head as she went rigid and spasmed. I sucked and licked and swallowed the nectar of my lovely mistress, not stopping because she had. My continued ministrations caused another loud orgasm. Her cries of bliss were truly a song of happiness to me. I loved it that she propped me up again to kiss, her tasting her own juices. Slave, I needed that. You're quite good. No surprise. You've had practice on the sisters. She helped me to stand, clipped a leash, and we went for a stroll, both naked, but only I with elbows tied together, collared and leashed, with an inflated butt plug inside. She hadn't cleaned my mouth, which I loved, because I wanted her essence on me, and it was hot that she would taste herself whenever she kissed me, which was often. 
She was chatty, repeating how she'd relished having me alone, marvelling at the amount of fluid on my legs, teasing me about how aroused I must still be. Could I even think straight that aroused? My nipples were so erect. How could I walk so well with the inflated butt plug still inside? Prance for me, darling, she beamed as she held my face for a kiss. I almost fell, but she had steadied me. Holding the leash as I pranced beside her, I began to pant from exertion, especially with the inflated butt plug up my ass, as she continued chatting. Oh, my sweet slave, this is so much fun! She told me she admired my slender waist, long, lean muscles, and beautiful toned body, firm, perfect buttocks and perky breasts. Above all, she loved my sweet face with kind eyes. My darling slave, I cannot get enough of you. Let's go back to our love blanket. She let me drink, first water, then her juices again, as her third orgasm exploded. Soon after, she had to pee. Gloria had moved the urine bowl and emptied it in the woods earlier, and now filled it herself, though turning away from me. It was okay for her to watch me pee, but she didn't have to let me watch her. Since you adore me and love my saliva and cunt juice, you should want to taste my other liquid, right? she asked. I was in such an incredibly aroused, worshipping and submissive state of mind that I actually did, and said so. In a regular state of mind, I would not so much. Yes, mistress, your slave worships you and craves your liquids, I said. I actually smiled at her. Wow, that was hot, slave. Good girl, said Gloria. She had me balance on my spread knees and lean forward, using my core muscles to prevent falling my head into the bowl. I carefully licked some. That was hardly any slave, complained Gloria. I wrinkled my nose in distaste, but was desperate to please Gloria, and the submissiveness of it made me even more wet. I resolved to be a total sex slave, and firmly placed my open mouth onto the surface of the liquid and sucked some up, as if it were water from a crystal pond, and I were supremely thirsty, which I really was. I had to concentrate to be able to swallow it. I submissively repeated my successful method. Oh, how humiliating, as Gloria watched me with wide eyes. I almost gagged, but managed to swallow. I decided I'd keep going until she told me to stop. After the third, I looked up at Gloria with some misery in my eyes. Wow, slave, you're doing well. Good girl, drinking my pee, Gloria marvelled. It was disgusting, but my pussy felt arousal over my utter submissiveness and obedience. And Gloria looked happy. She allowed me to stop after the fourth got me coughing. Gloria got rid of the bowl and its contents. I felt submissive bliss as my mistress praised me. Oh, slave, you are such a slave. Truly obedient and kinky. I love that. You did that for me, your mistress. She patted my head and massaged my strained shoulders. She cleaned me up herself, helping me rinse my mouth. Since she hadn't loosened the harsh elbow bindings, she had to if she didn't want her slave smelling of pee. Dear reader, thank you for paying attention to the above details. If they aroused you even 1% as much as I was aroused with Gloria, then you are feeling hot. I'll finish this chapter summarising the remainder of Gloria's one-on-one -on -one time with me that day. Gloria energetically imprinted on me that she truly can dominate me, make me beg and whimper and feel totally owned. She continued edging me. My legs were almost completely soaked with my sex fluids, some of it drying, but continuously moistened anew with a fresh supply. She got me mindlessly sex-crazed, a helpless and complete sex-slave to her. 
all her study of BDSM and her pent-up sexual desires resulted in my being thoroughly used, dominated and enjoyed. Gloria absolutely loved me as her sex toy. Whipped, humiliated, serving with my mouth, prancing, crawling, clamped, gagged and more. I loved it, and I loved her for doing it. And it was only mid-afternoon. To be continued. At some point in the future, because that is the end of chapter 18 of Lesbian Slave Island. And that's the final chapter that is currently available on literotica.com, the website where I found this story. Obviously, I'll check back from time to time to see if there are new chapters posted. And if there are, then I'll happily record a continuation of this series. But for now, that's all the Lesbian Slave Island that there is. Um, so we'll just have to wait for Fit and Trim, the author, to write some more. But before we wrap up, let's go through what happened in this chapter. I thought it was a good one. Uh, one of the best. I think the chapters have got better and better as they've gone along. I think you can really see Fit and Trim getting into the swing of things, improving as a writer, and also, I think, becoming more and more comfortable in their writing style and working out what it is about these characters that they want to convey. Obviously, with an official publication on the way, I think it's important to remember that this is really just a first draft of the Lesbian Slave Island story, and it's likely that the full official publication is going to be considerably more fleshed out and uh, much improved by the time that that is released. Nonetheless, I think it's an interesting exercise to go into some of the things that happened and give and give an honest account of what my reaction was to those things. I thought it was great that this part of the chapter, this page, started with an indication that Lisa needs to pee. <laughs> I think for me that's one of the least erotic parts of this story is the uh, urine play. Uh, really not into that kind of thing. Just find it a little bit disgusting. And in a way, I don't even really understand the humiliation aspect of it. Although I know it's implied that there is a humiliating aspect to public urination. But for me, I don't, maybe this is just a male perspective. I don't really see public urination as humiliating. It's just kind of one of those things, isn't it? You know, sometimes like when you've got to go, you've got to go. And if you're out in the middle of nowhere, Maybe you're doing like a hike somewhere and far away from any official toilet. You have to go in a bush or by a tree. And that's that doesn't seem to be a big deal, to me at least. And also maybe it's something to do with the layout of men's toilets. In that you are quite often side by side with other gentlemen urinating together. Although there's no, um, there's no acknowledgement really between one man and another during the act of urination it is kind of a a public thing almost to urinate alongside other people uh, even in kind of a official toilet scenario uh, if, you, if you get what i mean so um, i guess maybe that is more of a thing for women i gather that women's toilets not that i've spent much time in them are mostly cubicle based um, there's no kind of communal wall to pee against like there sometimes is in a men's toilet sometimes you'll just get a wall with a gutter 
at the bottom and you all sort of pee against the wall no dividers no separate drains for each man it's just a trough that you all wee in together and you sort of watch everyone's wee whiz past as you're adding yours to the cocktail speaking of cocktails lisa had to endure what i would say is a pretty nasty one and isn't it funny that as soon as Gabriella's back is turned, Gabriella, of course, the one who really cares about Lisa's nutrition, uh, as soon as her back's turned, <laughs> the other girls are making her drink her own wee. They're making her do all kinds of things. So it's a good thing that Gabriella is there, because otherwise I wonder how much concern there would be about what Lisa is putting into her body. Because again, the last time that Gabriella wasn't around, they made Lisa eat dirt off the ground. <laughs> but drinking your own urine... It sounds disgusting. I don't. I've never done. I've never done that. I've never drunk any of my own urine. I guess I've never been in a survival situation, which is probably the only time that I would consider doing that. And actually, I've heard that that's not a good thing to do. That you, you probably shouldn't do that because the reason you wee is to get rid of bad things, toxins, and you know things your body doesn't need. And so, if you then consume that liquid full of all the stuff your body doesn't need. You're just kind of adding the things your body doesn't need back into your system. Although I can imagine perhaps a scenario where you're so thirsty just that just any liquid at all would be beneficial. But as I say, never been in one of those survival scenarios, thank goodness, and I hope I never am. They picked up on what I was saying last week about the uh, sun cream and insect repellent. <laughs> I guess this is an island where the bugs only come out after a certain time of day. So despite my concern for Lisa last week, it does seem like the girls did have Lisa's comfort in mind, at least in that regard. Because of course there were many more uncomfortable things that they put her through, um, but at least she doesn't have to deal with sunburn and insect bites. That is a funny thing actually, isn't it? That they would worry so much about the sun and insects inflicting a little bit of pain and discomfort on Lisa, but they don't worry at all about being physically violent towards her, about making her drink urine, about crawling around on all fours, all these kind of other things. They're not a big deal, but a couple of mosquito bites and a little bit of a suntan, unacceptable. Maybe there's a risk of malaria or some other insect-borne viruses, diseases, and that's why they're so concerned with insect repellent. And maybe also there's, especially if they're near the equator, there's probably an increased risk of developing some kind of skin cancer or serious sun damage by not wearing sun cream. Maybe that's the consideration they're making. It's about fulfilling that bit in the contract about no permanent damage to the slave. A little bit of a nasty bit there with Lisa's legs spread open with a spreader bar. I had to Google what that was. It's a horizontal bar between your knees, which keeps your legs open so you can't close them. Uh, and while she was in that very exposed and vulnerable position, they used a flogger, which is a sort of whip, to spank her vagina, which sounds really painful. I mean, obviously without a vagina of my own, it's somewhat difficult to imagine the exact sensations that that would cause but I can imagine having perhaps the end of my penis flogged um, as a comparable sensitive zone would be very painful and unpleasant and yet for Lisa that is something which maketh the juices flow uh, if you'll pardon the unusual way in which I said that 
uh, it seems to make her more aroused. And and I guess just to continue the comparison, I cannot imagine maintaining much of an erection whilst my penis was being slapped with a whip. I think that would be a bit of a boner killer, if I'm completely honest. But then again, I think it's been well established that Lisa and I have many differences, both in terms of our sexual appetite and in terms of what our preferences are for various quote-unquote sexual acts. Funny that we had the moment there between Sasser and Gloria, and Sasser sort of crying as she had to leave the two of them. That's a little bit of an overreaction, if you ask me. I think, hasn't Sasser had quite a lot of time with Lisa? And to be honest, I think, as I've mentioned before, she's had plenty of opportunities with Gloria. If only they'd had the confidence to do anything. And also, because it is only three hours... That seems very extreme. That's even when you're at the beginning of a relationship and you're super lovey-dovey and it's that very intense honeymoon phase of infatuation between two people. Three hours is not a long time to be apart from one another, is it? I can't, I can't remember feeling like three hours was unbearable. Maybe a few days would be, you know, a little bit miserable, but totally manageable. Certainly not worth crying over. Speaking of overreactions, how many wows did we get from Gloria throughout this? So many that Fit and Trim felt like it was necessary to have Lisa call her out on those wows. It's almost like she's trying to do an Owen Wilson impression. And we had the mention of the financial differences between the various participants in this island sex group. And that explains maybe why Gloria wouldn't have said anything to Sasa or have even dared to express an interest because Sasa is so much wealthier than Gloria. I guess you might call it acting above their station. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the sort of thing you would hear in like a Victorian novel, I guess. But, you know, some places in the world still operate this way. But there can be real consequences for doing that. And so maybe that's a reason why Gloria has been... Or maybe it was just that she didn't want to lose her mother the job of looking after this holiday home, being a housekeeper. Maybe she was worried that Gabriella would get the sack if Gloria made a pass at Sasa. Maybe that's more realistic. It's surprising also that Sasser is so dismissive of that too, that there's not an inkling of wealthy guilt there. I can imagine if you are super, super wealthy and the people that you hang out with aren't, that must create a bit of a weird dynamic. And that's not really explored here at all. There's no sense in which the fantastic wealth of Sasser and Lisa has any kind of negative consequence for them or in any way a hindrance to them making a, a real connection with Gloria or Gabriella or Stefania. And I think realistically it would play on your mind if you were super wealthy and you've got all these people doing exactly what you say and Lisa is being your slave for money and Gloria and Gabriella and Stefania are all being paid to be there. It would it would bother me, I guess. I would be thinking, is this genuine or are they just doing this for the money? And if they are just doing it for the money, does that somehow make it fake? Does that lessen the reality of it? Is it a barrier to the intimacy and to the enjoyment of this? Like you can't experience true love with a prostitute, can you? Because at the end of the day, if you're not paying them, then they're not going to be there. You know, that's, well, I guess I don't want to say that. I mean, you know, maybe you are 
dating a prostitute and not a customer in which case that's that's a different scenario but i guess what i mean is if you're a customer of a prostitute that prostitute may well act as if they love you and they may well say that they love you but the real test would be would they still say that and would they still act that way if there was no money involved and I think while you're paying them, you can never know, can you? You can never know while the economic monetary side of things is still in play. And that's an interesting dynamic within this whole scenario on the island that I don't think has ever gotten into in a serious way. And I think that was maybe an opportunity that was missed in that conversation. Because I still think that from quite early on, there has been a monetary incentive for Lisa and for the other characters too. Remember that Stefania was kind of annoyed that she wasn't going to get paid and Gloria and Gabriella were going to try and sort that out for her. So it's interesting that that is avoided here, that there's no mention of the insecurity of wealth that I imagine there must be if you're a rich person. Um, obviously can't speak with any real experience. In a way, I've got the same kind of level of experience being wealthy as I have being a lesbian, which is to say, none at all. But once the two are alone, once Gloria and Lisa have each other to themselves, things get pretty heated. There is a little bit of fingering. There's quite a lot of fingering, actually. Lisa getting fingered and having to taste the fingers, and then Lisa getting fingered and Gloria tasting them, and then Gloria fingering herself, and then making Lisa taste it. And then the final fingering is Gloria fingering herself and then tasting herself. So quite a lot of fingering going around. Although no orgasms during that little bit there, just a sort of light fingering. I guess that's because Gloria wanted to save her orgasms for Lisa's mouth. And she certainly had her way with that, didn't she? Three big old orgasms there for Gloria, courtesy of the lips and tongue of Lisa. Lisa, unfortunately, not getting much pleasure, really, or at least not getting an orgasm for herself, although she was begging for one. In fact, just when things were getting really sexy for Lisa and she seemed like she might do an orgasm, remember, that was that big, oof, that she sort of groaned. <laughs> Gloria pipes up with, OK, let's have some lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the frustration of being almost on the edge of orgasm? There's an inflatable butt plug slowly expanding within your anus, and you're you're right there. You're groaning out loud. You're oof, oh yeah, mm. and then suddenly you have to stop that and have a picnic. <laughs> and it's not even a good picnic. There's no pepperamis or pork pies or scotch eggs or crisps, or even sandwiches, it's just salad. It's a salad picnic. So, double disappointment. Not only are you not going to get to orgasm, but you also have to eat a big salad now. No dressing on that salad, even. <laughs> the final insult, no dressing. And then to wash it all down with a big gulp of someone else's urine. <laughs> goodness gracious that was probably the worst thing i think that lisa has had to do psychologically i mean i guess i would rather have four gulps of urine than get beaten with a whip for hours until i'm crying and moaning and wailing I, that sounds really painful so i guess i would take the urine if it was a choice between those things 
just I think from the description that we got from Lisa of drinking Gloria's Wii, I think that was probably one of the most psychologically damaging things that's happened to Lisa so far, even if it was weirdly twinned with an increase in arousal. But that's just part and parcel of Lisa's deranged sexuality. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a just a descriptive way. You know, she's allowed to like what she likes. You know, I'm not trying to kink shame Lisa here. And then it was almost like Fit and Trim had a bus to catch and ran out of time. They just sort of cut us off after the urine scene and did a kind of summary of what else happened that afternoon, which is a bit disappointing. It would have been nice to get uh, a little bit more detail on the things that had happened. Her study of BDSM and pent-up sexual desires resulting in Lisa being thoroughly used, dominated and enjoyed. Well... I think, isn't that what we've tuned in to this story to read about? That's that's surely some of the detail that we have been craving this whole time. So a bit of a shame to have that glossed over at the end of the chapter. And I wonder why things came to such an abrupt stop in the way that they did. As opposed to just ending the story after Lisa had drunk the urine and then going into more detail in the next chapter you know, that could have happened. Chapter 19 could have been a continuation of the one-on-one with Gloria. But there we go. That's something for the uh, official publication, maybe. Maybe some of the stuff I've said will be taken on board by Fit and Trim. If they do listen to this, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Still, you've heard my opinion on this. Uh, Someone who is not a lesbian, not into BDSM, and pretty much a novice when it comes to erotica, erotic literature, and that whole wheelhouse of interests. I've got to say that after 18 chapters, it's been a real education, and I have enjoyed learning about this previously unexplored part of human behavior. And I hope you have too. But I should express that that does mean that my opinion on this kind of stuff is pretty limited by my lack of experience. And so nothing I say should be taken too seriously. However, what I will say is there are three comments here by a few different people who, I guess we don't know what their level of experience is, but they are involved in the scene enough, involved in the erotic literature scene, that they leave comments on an erotic story and express their opinion. And even if that doesn't imply specialist knowledge, it certainly infers a level of confidence So let's get into those comments finally, because we've had a few episodes with no comments, and I think it's a real hole in the format of this podcast when we don't get comments at the end. So our first comment is from Anonymous. Oh, actually, they have signed it. At the end, their name is Gray. So this is a comment from Gray. They say, This is perhaps the most excellent piece of erotica I've read on this site. I love the way you explore the emotional side of Lisa's experience. To those who say there isn't enough dehumanization of her or that her mistresses are too soft, I would advise you to go and find one of the many other stories on this site which should fit your tastes perfectly. To the author, this story is excellent as is, and a unique piece amongst those I've read, mostly due to its inclusion of an emotional and verbally erotic component in addition to the discipline and erotic torture. Please do not change this piece to be like so many others on this site by removing the unique emotional side. This piece has impacted me beyond being simply erotic. Thank you deeply. Gray. What a lovely comment. And I think there's so much truth in that. I I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with this story being a little bit different from other stories. I think that is absolutely its strength. And I really enjoyed some of those moments too. 
And I think it is probably unique in the way that it focuses so much on the details and on things like the contract and the should we, shouldn't we of characters. And even though at times I've appeared frustrated at that or felt like it's been overdone or that we're repeating ourselves a little bit in discussing these things in every single chapter, if that is what, as Gray has been saying, a rare thing amongst these stories, and that's the kind of USP, the unique selling point of Lesbian Slave Island, then by all means put it in every chapter if that's what this story is really about. So that's a really interesting comment, and I think just really highlights some of the strengths of this story. The final words of that comment, that the piece has impacted them beyond simply being erotic, really speaks to the restraint of Fit and Trim in focusing not on the actual sexual acts, but more on the context around which those sexual acts are performed. A short comment here from someone called T.A. Uh, I think they're called T.A., although that could be them just saying ta, like ta for that, thanks, you know, sort of northern slash Scottish for thanks. Um, sometimes they say ta instead of thank you or but I'm going to assume that TA is their name and they say great triple exclamation mark I was looking for some face sitting by Gloria as a form of domination and humiliation but it was an erotic piece I hope there's more of this thanks TA thank you for that comment TA straight to the point there was some face sitting so your hopes were fulfilled and I'm sure there will be more this story seems like it's not finished, and I'm sure that Fit and Trim has got plenty more ideas to bring in future chapters, which we'll, we'll read as they come out. Final comment here, and it's a biggie. This is a big, a long comment from a user called Dead Crow. They have prefaced their comment with a header that says, Extremely friendly advice! Exclamation mark. So I guess they're planning to make some criticism here of this story. Hopefully it'll be constructive. If you want the slave to be really aroused, you must humiliate her as much as in the last paragraphs. This must reach a dark place. Kissing a slave by a mistress or owner is not right and proper at all. It completely spoils the story. Your slave must completely serve the repeated and continuous satisfaction of their owners, while being constantly humiliated and wounded. It's better that from this point on, their body be scarred as a sign of complete faith in their owners, rather than as a sign of complete submission, and these wounds are better caused by the slave's own will. That is, this is like a new idea, and from this oath the slave will consider herself so worthless and nothing in front of the slaves that they will ask them in any way. Don't kiss her and treat her like a human being in any way. If the slave is being asked to bark like a dog for her owners, and the slave will do this with full pressure, from now on the slave will not be the same level as his owners. Who is full of jealousy watching the romantic days of Sasser and Gloria kissing each other in love while she can only watch on her and will be allowed to kiss the foot with dirty and smelly socks, or dirty shoes, or at other times bare feet and lick it as a reward, as she will be happy about it. Oh, goodness gracious, this person has a real trouble writing their thoughts down. It's very nonsensical. If the story goes in this direction, it will be extremely enjoyable and sensual, and I promise it will have many fans. Anyway, if you need help, you can send me a message. This can make a positive change in the speed and progress of the story. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Fit and Trim. I don't think you need to worry about Dead Crow's advice. They can barely string a sentence together in a way that makes sense. Uh, I think you're much better off writing in your own style, writing what pleases you, and 
thinking about things from your own unique perspective rather than trying to fulfill what the mainstream BDSM sex slave community seems to like. I think if you find a niche, and I think you have found one that some people enjoy, then go for it and don't worry about having to please everybody. I personally don't feel like Lisa got off lightly or that it was inappropriate for Sasa and Gloria to kiss Lisa and show her some affection from time to time. I think that's a good thing about this story. And actually, that's one of my favorite parts of this story is that even though there is this power imbalance between um, everyone else and Lisa, it's done from a place of love. And that is not left to our imagination or left for us to infer it's very directly and very clearly stated and explored the ways in which the various owners and mistresses of Lisa are doing this from a place of love and wanting to satisfy Lisa as well as their own needs. And I don't think you should take that out. If that is an unusual theme within BDSM literature, and I wouldn't know because it's not my bag, but I think it's a good one to have in there. I think there's probably a place in the world for a consensual, loving, kinder type of BDSM. And I think the way that Dead Crow harks on about the need for absolute misery for Lisa is just a little bit overzealous. There's no need for that. And to be honest, I think exactly like Gray mentioned in their comment, and maybe that was in direct response to Dead Crow, I think if you like that kind of story and you don't like this kind of story, then you've got your pick of stories on this website you can find, I'm sure, something to satisfy any need or quirk or kink or desire that you might have locked up in your little heart. So I don't think that you should worry fit and trim about what Dead Crow thinks. I don't think you should worry about what anyone thinks. I think you should just write what you enjoy writing and what comes naturally. Whatever strikes you as interesting to write about, whatever avenues you want to take this story down, whatever you want to make Lisa do, or whatever secrets or delights this island may hold in the future, I hope they are not influenced by what other people think. I hope they come from a place of you writing what you want to write. And I also hope that my criticism and whinging and mockery within this podcast, light-hearted as it is, I hope, I hope that hasn't dissuaded you from writing exactly what you want to write in the way you want to write it. I want to mention that I have really enjoyed reading this story. I've enjoyed reading it out loud. I've enjoyed discussing it and I've enjoyed all the thoughts that it's brought into my mind and all the places that it's made me go mentally, even though some of those have been quite uncomfortable places as I consider the various uncomfortable positions Lisa's been in and the pain she must be experiencing. It's been a real education and I certainly am excited to see what happens in future chapters and I wish Fit and Trim all the best for working on their official publication which I know that they are editing right now and getting ready as soon as I've got information about that I will add it to the podcast. Once again I want to encourage you the listener to head to literotica.com to search for Fit and Trim and to praise them for their stories. Uh, to read them yourselves, to leave comments, and to just engage with some of the work that they are doing. I think it's always nice, especially because Fit and Trim is doing this out of the goodness of their heart. And they've posted all of this stuff 
to Literotica for free. It's available without any payment for you to enjoy and read at your leisure. So I think that's worthy of some kudos. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then similarly, I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart, I guess. Doing it for fun, I guess, is more more accurate. And so if you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and like it and leave a review or comment. And I hope you'll join us for future stories. I think I'm going to do a couple of shorter ones before we get into another long series. And of course, I will continue to read the Lesbian Slave Island chapters as they are released. So if you want to keep up to date with Lesbian Slave Island, hit the subscribe button and you will get the updates on when those chapters are released and when you can listen to them in my best narrating voice. With that said, I will wish you a lovely week. Please have a good time, look after yourself, and I'll see you again in the future for a new story. Goodbye. Off, I groaned. Lunchtime, she announced.